Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Engage to Flourish podcast. This is Damon. I got Brett and I got Kyle here with me. And I, I was told that having Brett and Kyle with this special guest that we brought in is unusual. So we do have a special guest. Welcome back to the show, Trisha LaChica. Welcome back, Trish. Hello, everyone. Did you see that? She had to tap her mic to see if she was <laughs> unmuted or not. <laughs> Hey, you're talking about the pre-show now. <laughs> Nobody understands what you're saying. I know, but we were laughing about it. It was funny. <laughs> Dude, I, you know what? I didn't tap the mic, but that was uh -oh. so like a weird tick or something. I was like, wait, why was it type? Oh my gosh, I'm going to tap the mic. Damon kept putting me on mute because I'm so loud. <laughs> so that's the joke behind <laughs> now, now, now you know how I feel. He mutes me all the time. <laughs> And yep. and he always introduces Brett first, so that's I get muted and I'm introduced second, so I'm, I'm used to it. It's oh, okay. It's man, okay. Alphabetical. <laughs> oh, is that what it? Oh, now I get it. Now I now I don't feel that, so slighted. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> or youngest to oldest, or I mean, there's there's lots of different ways that we All could right, go about that fine. one. The white, the wisest last. Oh, I know that's what you're thinking, but he's not thinking <laughs> that. <laughs> Kyle throws us under the bus all the time, all right, so I just this, want to throw him under. We got a lot to cover, and this is already, I'm, I already got us off the rails. Yeah. <laughs> it's all my fault. You, you're like, let's just talk real fast about this. Yeah. Oh, man. I know, before he, Kyle was like, we need to keep it tight on this one, because we have a lot to say, and he's the one messing around at the beginning. All right, so we do have a special Easter egg from this past Sunday's message. Uh, so if you are interested in seeing what the Easter egg is, check out our YouTube channel um, for this last one. It was with Pastor Robert speaking. And when it was during uh, Pastor Jenny, she was praying at the end. And on the recording, there was a special Easter egg from the 41.50 to 42-minute mark. Do we even want to say what it is? or? Um, yeah, I mean, we should. Does everyone know what an Easter egg is? <laughs> A hidden treasure. Okay, because uh, I'm like, I don't know if everyone understands what you're saying. Okay, so Damon can be a little cryptic sometimes. Yeah. Well, generally, I'm the one that's recording, so, right? And I was sitting in the back, and Pastor Jenny was preaching or praying, and I was kind of looking around, and out of the corner of my eye, I'm looking at the screen, and there's a bunch of hearts just floating on the screen while she was praying. And I thought, am I just seeing something? And so I kind of looked up and to see if she threw something in the air or something. I don't know. And then I was like, oh, later I need to check it on, on the recording to see if that actually got recorded or if it was just something that I thought up in my mind. It was imagining things. And it was. And so the, during that section, there's a bunch of floating hearts. And I thought, wow, this is kind of crazy. And so later uh, I was talking, I kind of shared it with Mimo and she said, Wow, it's interesting the timing of it because it was right before she said, Holy Spirit, come rest in us. And it was that's when all the hearts came up. So I thought that was kind of cool. God can use technology <laughs> to get his message, right? Yeah. I mean, we're using technology to put it on YouTube, like for other people to see the message, right? God's like, can you pay attention to this part? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm here. I'm doing something. <laughs> Because so. you can get technical and you can right. say like, because I, I was like, well, did you use iPhone? Like what we're using? Because that's all like, that's what iPhones do now. You can mm -hmm. do a thumbs up, thumbs ups appear all around the screen and you do a heart because her hands do look like a heart and then they came out. But I just, I found it neat in the timing of it all. Mm -hmm. Just 
literally it just came out right before she said that phrase. Mm. So just like something like, oh, this is cool. Like maybe we should just pay attention to this little sentence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So maybe that's the word for the week or the phrase for the Mm -hmm. week is Holy Spirit come rest in us. So as a church, Mm -hmm. maybe that's something that we're supposed to be focused on this week. Yeah. So we are going to do a little testing with our software because our software isn't like social media software. So we're going to we're going to test and put our hands like a heart shape and see. So then, uh, you know, speakers in the future, they'll know if they <laughs> give a thumbs up or stuff and stuff yeah, will like appear be, all over. Be careful what kind of symbols you what do kind with of your hand hands. Motion <laughs> you never know what's going to pop up. But, you know, out of curiosity, it's like, OK, is that what it was? It was it. Yeah. So we are going to check it out, uh, out a little bit. So if you're curious, you can come find us at church and we'll give you the, the, the scoop on it. But anyway, check out the Easter egg. See, I mean, it was totally a surprise to me. And afterwards, I was like, I don't, I have no idea how that happened. But it was pretty cool. Okay, so we are continuing our series on the book of Ephesians. And for this week, or this past week's Bible reading and this past sermon, it was on Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. And Pastor Robert gave a really funny sermon this this Sunday. And he was he was a little bit all over the place, huh, Brett? I mean, that's just what I heard. I wasn't in there, but I asked everybody how 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 it was afterwards, and they were like, it was all over the place, and sometimes it was hard to follow, but he was pretty funny. Yeah, I think he he actually did. He went really deep in some of the, like, digging into the, the words of the passage, the meaning, the language, but then he also made it very practical and relatable. So, but yeah, he was bouncing back and forth, so I could see how people kind of be lost a little bit i must have add or something because i was like it totally made sense to me (laughs) i wasn't lost because you know like you were tracking yeah Yeah. i was like probably because he was all over the place like i didn't even realize he was all over the place i'm looking at my notes and i'm thinking back to the message and i was like why did well how did it all make sense to me no, I think I think it's not so much all over the place, but different styles. Like it was, it was very intellectual, and then it would go very relational, and then he was bouncing like with different um, styles. So I think certain people, if they're only used to or can receive it one way, like they have trouble when oh, you just were very intellectual, and now I don't get it, or your intellectual went over my head, but oh, oh, I get that part. Yeah, I, w- I mean, I wasn't in service because I was focused on my own lesson that I had to really focus on for for the forge. So. I'll have to go back and 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 see. How it's I, how really I see good. It. Yeah. You should you should. There's some good nuggets in there for sure. Yeah, some I'm, Easter eggs. I'm not gonna say like <laughs> who is speaking, but you know sometimes <clears throat> like I don't look back on like the other like if I'm out of town or whatever. I don't always look at the sermons or rewatch the sermons that I miss. And then Mark and Nick were sick, so they weren't at church. And then this one, I was like. You have to watch this one. It's so good. <laughs> so this is why I'm laughing. I'm like blown away. And I don't say that every time. Mm-hmm. It was really good. Yeah. yeah. So one of the main themes that he talked about, and he kind of spent quite a bit of time about, was talking about grace and about the nature of grace and how it's kind of different than the way that the world paints grace and, and kind of the expectation for Christians to have grace and what that actually looks like. And one of the things that he was kind of, leaning towards and trying to, to teach on was the the obligation side of grace. Because a lot of times when we think of grace, we don't think of that as coming with obligation or coming with duty because it's supposed to be free, right? Grace is supposed to be free. So I thought that could be a place that we could just 
kick off this episode with is talking about um, grace, its nature, and kind of were you how was it was it challenging to think of it in the terms that Pastor Robert was talking about? Well, uh, for those that weren't there, I'll I'll read the passage that he uh, emphasized. It's uh, Ephesians two eight through nine, and then he added ten later. Uh, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this not for, from yourselves; it is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. And then later he uh, emphasized, for we are God's workmanship, uh, or masterpiece, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Sorry, so your question is, was about grace and <clears throat> the way he explained it? or Yeah, because it was a little bit different than the way that the world would picture grace, or even in a lot of Christian circles, the way that you know we think about grace is, a lot of times it's very free and not, it doesn't come with any strings attached, but he was talking about it in terms of grace actually coming with um, kind of an obligation or a sense of obligation with it. So well, I thought we could expand on that. With the the worldview, I know Trish, you, you kind of laughed at his his uh, definition or the one word he used was hyper grace, like mm-hmm. where he described that. And that's really like a lot of people have kind of latched onto that. Like what, what did that or how did that impact you or how did that uh, hit you? So (laughs) maybe I come off as judgmental, but I mean, I also judge myself too. So, I mean, I'm not like giving myself a free pass, but you're an an even tempered judge. I'm like, you know, (laughs) equal opportunity judge. I (laughs) I guess, um, before we started recording, we started, we were talking about it and I said, cause some of the things, you know, like you said, Jesus, like be like Jesus or, you know, Jesus ate with prostitutes and tax collectors and whatever and he was all loving and I and I guess I have a different I mean he is all those things but I have a different viewpoint of like he was pretty blunt Mm. he was harsh he like he didn't care if he hurt your feelings because he knew the end result like he is all those things wrapped into one but my greatest example is when um do you know what book that's in when the adulteress um, gets caught and they bring the girl out and yeah. they're going to stone her to death. And then Jesus starts writing, which we assume everyone sins in the, on the ground. And then he looks and then no one throws a stone because we all sin. But the best part of this story is he turns to the woman and he says, go and sin no more. He's not like... <laughs> Go get it, girl. Like, go. You just go on. <laughs> go I'm trying to, like, girl. be careful. On my <laughs> I'm trying to be careful. Um, he's, so, saying, he's saying don't stay on the same path, right? Yeah. He's like, don't. Where I think now this whole hyper grace that he said, which I love that term, is it's just grace upon grace. And people are living in sin and nobody wants to call it out because mainly because we are all sinners and we all fall short, but it's like to be a loving brother or sister in Christ. It's like, we have to be like, you know, we need to talk about this because just like Jesus did sin and uh, turn and sin no more, you know, and, and it's going to come, you're going to be offended (laughs) because Mm -hmm. I don't like, especially when Mark comes and tries to tell me, something and I'm like all right buddy now let's talk about you like I know it gets like it gets bad sometimes but 
where we are called to to do that. So hyper grace. But I like it really fast because when he was talking about Pastor, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> he was saying, he's like hyper grace. So you could do whatever you want, like drug, sex, and rock and roll. <laughs> I like how he's so funny. So that story uh, that Trish was uh, referring to is found in John chapter 8, verses 1 through 10. Don't Thank worry. It's, it, I didn't take that off memory. I had to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I mean, it It sounds a lot like the messy grace thing, right? Like if you get too skewed to one side and like, Jesus used grace to point people back to truth and he did it through love, right, Brett? Definitely. And I think one thing about grace, as you guys were talking, I'm thinking about it being free. I think we often look mm-hmm. at it from the side of the person receiving the grace. Mm-hmm. I think from that person, it's free because it's nothing that they earned or did. But the person giving the grace, there's definitely a cost, Mm -hmm. right? It's like pride or humility or whatever it is. When you've been wronged and you, you know, forgive somebody or you give somebody grace, you're the one that's kind of eating the the so-called negative aspect of it. Well, the other person that's receiving the grace, it is free for them. But for us that receive grace, I think that's one thing we can keep in mind is whenever we receive grace and especially the grace that we've received from from god it's like it does come at a cost it may not be a cost that i'm bearing but somebody else had to or obviously the the greatest example right jesus coming to like he died on the cross that that was a cost but we got the grace we got the gift and so i think in the world you probably don't think about the other side of it you just think about what like happens to me or what's what's good for myself and so that's why maybe we only or the world kind of projects this idea of grace is free no strings attached you could just do whatever because we're not or the the world doesn't also want to uh, show the other side of it where the grace giver what does that come with and and what happens to that person or even if you're trying to forgive yourself you know there's things give yourself grace there's aspects that it does come at a cost Mm. I think as we're talking about this, uh, one of the one word that comes to mind is entitlement and being entitled. Because I think sometimes when we think of grace, right, it's like we receive a gift, right? That gift is grace. And so, what Pastor Robert is referring to is like, how do we respond when we receive something, mm. right? And a lot of we teach our kids, right? When you when someone gives you something, say thank you and be appreciative of it, right? So when we receive this grace and we are thankful and appreciative of it. That's, that's a response, right? But I think the way that the world sees grace and w- as we talk about, you know, it being free, it's like it would be like someone receiving a gift and saying, can I have more? Give me more, give me more, give me more, and never responding with that thankfulness, right? Mm-hmm. And so there is a sense of how do we respond? What, how do we reciprocate, right? We want to be thankful. We want to show how, mu- how much we appreciate this gift. And that a lot of times comes with, some type of duty or some type of obligation of response, right? And that's what we want to teach our kids. But the way that the world is painting this picture of, of grace is, well, once, once you receive it, then you got to ask for more and you got to ask for more and you got to ask for more. And that's why where this hyper grace picture comes from is like, then, well, then I just do whatever I want because I'm always going to receive grace because I'm kind of entitled to receiving this, this gift. Right. And so that's not how, um, the Bible looks at it. That's not, that's not how Jesus looks at it. It's 
really he's pointing us to how do we respond to the grace that God has given to us and we want to be thankful and and there's different ways that we can show that I I think his what oh, sorry the example he gave was so perfect um pastor o, sorry um he he brought up Noah mm-hmm. and I didn't even think about Noah when you know he was talking about what exactly what you were saying but you know when he said when God gave grace to Noah Noah wasn't free quote-unquote he was assigned to build an ark like you can go so deep into that because he was a sinful man right wasn't he a drunk I hope I'm not mixing up people in the bible is that what they say um there's a there's one story. There's about an episode, that, and, an episode but that's actually that, after that's after the yeah. oh shit yeah. that actually yeah. happens after too. But he's still a he's oh. still a sinful not human being. Yeah. yeah. But like yeah. I don't know. Sometimes you know we do get a little nervous when you're not like I don't know if you're professing that you're a Christian, especially like at a place that you are not welcome at. You know what I mean? And the faith that Noah put like. He looked crazy, right? Like he's built, like that thing only, was huge. It's only for like a hundred years, though. That's what I'm saying. Like he's building this boat for that long, and it was like, what's a flood? You know right. what I mean? Like right. he looked crazy, and he didn't. He didn't have to. Just like we don't have to, but I think we are assigned. Mm. Um, some sort of duty because he create God created us so special and unique that we have our own talents. We have our own giftings that you, you go because God gave you those. He gave you grace. He gave you talents. And then that's where you go to further the kingdom and you're assigned the special arc project <laughs> thank god i'm not a woodworker <laughs> what is church building today oh man <laughs> well i think that's where you jumped right into verse 10 where it mm. says you know we're created in christ jesus for good works right so god created us to do certain things right and so sometimes our sin is what holds us back from doing those things right so the grace is to allow us to be set free from that sin so that we can then do what we were created to do. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. There's a mul- there's multiple layers, right, to it in the Bible where we don't we don't do works to gain our salvation, right? It's free, it's a gift. Yet we're expected to do works after we're saved. So it's like okay, but it's 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 the point of when you're doing your works. You're not doing it before you're saved to get saved. It's after you're saved. You're doing it because that's what like the transformation that's going on inside you. It's like no, this is what I want to do. And so you're not doing that obligation or duty, although sometimes that's part of that process of learning yeah. how to, to to be transformed. But it's the it's it's when the works are um, talked about. Yeah, it, it sounds like, I mean, from all these examples, that grace and receiving grace should be life-changing mm-hmm. in terms of once you receive grace, the trajectory or wherever you're headed afterwards should be different. Right, whether it's go and sin no more, whether it's okay, you got to go build an ark now, whether it's okay, now your works, what are you doing it for, or what are you doing? It's like it shouldn't just be the same, and I I think that's where, uh, I, you know, I I feel like the world too can get caught up in like, you you 
don't need to like apologize or you don't need grace. You should just continue on the same path that you're on. Like, okay, if somebody doesn't like it or whatever, then like forget them. Mm. Just worry about yourself. Where I feel like when you receive grace, like if, if Jesus is being harsh to you, are you just going to be like, no, like, thanks for the grace, but I'm not listening to you. Or are you going to change your ways? Right. Or are you going to listen to what he's saying? And so I think grace seems very loving and, and kind of like the warm feelings, but there's also a side of it where like it should be life changing and it should direct you to, even if it's just like a slightly different path or just a different mindset or perspective, it, it should do something to cause change. I think that goes back to your earlier comment about when you recognize the cost of it, mm-hmm. of the person that's giving it to you. That's when, when that, the depth of that starts to sink in and transform your, your view of it. It's like, oh, like this was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Not, not just like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's good. I mean, it, it reminds me of uh, Romans 6. And I almost said Romans earlier when I was saying Ephesians. And I guess I had this on my mind. But Romans 6, 1 and kind of 2 and 3, it's... He's describing what grace is because he he needs to get this concept of grace across to um, the Roman, you know, the church or his audience, right? The Romans. And but then he needs to then um, show them kind of like then there's but then there's an effect after after you understand the grace, then what? So Mm -hmm. it says, what shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means we we died to sin. How can we live in it? Live in it any longer? Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into His death? So then it goes on with that. It's like that concept of when you start exp- um, understanding the price that Jesus paid for that grace. It's like every sin that we do, we have done, and will do. It was on the cross with Him, and it added that much more to His suffering. It's like. So we're if we just choose to keep going on that, okay, God's grace is still sufficient, but it's like we're actually adding to the agony and mm-hmm. the burden that he that he the price that he paid. And when you think of it that way, it's it's not that that's going to change salvation necessarily, but it's like oh, like I it 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 brings a different um, value to the grace. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so another concept that he talked about uh, was focusing on the words masterpiece, mm-hmm. right? And I and it was cool because Pastor Robert considers himself an an artist or an art person, right? So he gave a lot of examples about art, uh, but one of the ones that stood out to me was uh, he he talked about David and the creation okay, wait. of David. So before we go into this though, because I actually connected with this part pretty good because I'm not artistic. And so then he would he was, oh yeah, I'm an artist. And then they would ask his wife, well, what kind of artist is he? He's like, he doesn't do art. And he's like, yeah, the art of life. And I'm like, oh yeah, I could use that. Like, yeah, I'm in the art of life. Like, I, I can't do like art, art. That's not me. <laughs> Sorry. So I thought that was cool. I mean, because really, it's not all of us are in that that sense. Like, we don't have to be an artist. Yeah. Yeah, air quotes, right? <laughs> Well, so we, I love past, Pastor Michelle, right? Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that she says is that everyone is creative mm-hmm. because we're made in the image of God who is mm-hmm. the ultimate creator, right? So we might not be artists, but we're creative, right? Yeah. Because no, you can be creative that's in our nature. With accounting, you can be creative. or you, I mean, yeah. we can have creative ideas. And ideas, like yeah. yeah. So, okay, 
Sorry. Now that you <laughs> totally changed the subject, Kyle. <laughs> well, I'm trying to get, like, certain people probably didn't listen to the message, too. And so I'm, like, just trying to bring in a little extra. Thanks, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so anyway. I'm trying to keep us focused and streamlined, right? Like, <laughs> I know. You were the one beforehand that's, like, we, we have too much to talk about. We need to keep it tight. And I'm pretty quiet over here. Maybe I was saying. talking to myself. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> I, it just came out. <laughs> you were preaching to yourself. <laughs> Okay, so Pastor Get on Ro- with it, Damon. Let's <laughs> go. So- oh my God, now Damon's in trouble. <laughs> of course. Oh my gosh. He's the man behind the board. He's He's got all the power. <laughs> here, here, I'll do oh, this. Mute. Mute button, please. <laughs> Kyle's trying to talk, but he can't because I put him on mute. So he's he's on timeout. Kyle's on timeout. <laughs> oh my gosh. Put us all on mute except yourself. <laughs> go on. Go on, Damon. All right. So one of the things that I thought was cool is Pastor Robert was talking about a masterpiece and uh, the illustration that or one illustration that he used was uh, the David sculpture. And the way that those are created was, um, you know, the sculptor sees a piece, a large piece of rock, and then he chips away at the rock until the, the sculpture comes out of it. Right. So they say, you know, David was in there the whole time, but I just had to find him. Mm. Right. And so I think that that is a really good picture for us to think of, because a lot of times the world says it's all the things that we do or all the things that we put on or like it's our clothes. It's how much money we have. It's our hobbies. And that that's who you are. But the way that the Lord sees it is very different. Right. It's it's what's on the inside coming out as opposed to what do we put on on the outside. So I thought it was really cool how he used that illustration, because that one really speaks to me in terms of what the Lord is doing. Cause I think a lot of times the world is trying to just put more and more and more on us for us to carry or things that we have to do or ways that we have to try to fit in. But really the Lord is saying, no, I already created you unique and as a masterpiece. And I want that to come out. And that's kind of our direction as a church, right? Is be who God made you to be. And so the world is trying to cover that up. I went really deep with that masterpiece on Sunday. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think because it really resonated with me and I've talked many times about being like so going through so much trauma as a child and then what that does to you as an adult and I'm still working through all of that and so just picturing because I've never thought about it before until Pastor O said it just being that block of rock and just seeing God you know, with that little hammer and chisel, chisel. Yeah. and just like, just being so patient and like mm. attention to details on me. Like I put myself mm-hmm. um, in that rock and then I never thought about it until you said that Damon, like, so it's like the world is just throwing on another piece of rock and then, you know, we kind of live in that and we'll call it sin if you're going through sin or a situation that the world threw at you and it weighs you down. And so God's like, Oh my gosh, now I have to stop my masterpiece over here. And then we got to go take that new block off, you know? And I just saw him doing that for me. And as you get older, you really think like, God, why don't I, why don't I have it all together yet? Right. And I just felt so loved by that picture because it's it's like in my opinion my masterpiece 
is just never done until I'm in heaven. And he won't stop chiseling away at what he's forming that he he knows what I am already. And he's like, girl, like, okay, come on. we're Now we're going to start on this new section. And I'm like, okay, because I've been fighting a lot of that. Like, I don't want to address this or I, I'm tired of doing a deliverance for this dang topic. You know, you just kind of like, you know what? Can I just live my life? Like, you know, I that's just me personally. Hopefully not for you guys. But... <laughs> And then that picture was just like, you know what? Just feeling so loved by how he's not giving up. Mm-hmm. He he made us. And so he's just like, come on, let's do this. Like, you know, if I go to this deliverance, a big old chunk of rock's going to come mm-hmm. off. And it's just part of my masterpiece, mm-hmm. like, or of me as his masterpiece. And I feel totally conceited saying that. But it feels good at the same mm-hmm. time because... I never want to put myself as his masterpiece because I feel so broken and Mm. I feel so dirty at times or whatever word you want to insert there. And it's like, no, I, he just made me feel so loved Mm. on Sunday by just that word and illustration. Mm. Yeah. I think things like you were talking about with, in terms of trauma or brokenness, the world is trying to get us to think that that's who we are. Right. And to take that on as our, as our identity and so that's one of the things that the Lord is doing for you, Trish, is that he's trying to chip away at that and so that you're not in agreement with those things as this is who I, this is yeah. part of my identity because that's not the truth. Yeah. But the world will put you in those situations to try to get you to agree with that and take that on and carry that as part of your identity when really the way that God sees you is, is a masterpiece yeah. already. Mm-hmm. I think one of the, one of the struggles in our society is just the the pace and the speed of everything like everything is instant this and easy this but when you hear the word masterpiece too like and think of the granite thing it's Mm -hmm. like oh that doesn't just happen quick right that's like uh, precision it takes a lot of time and when you think of it that way it's like okay yeah okay if i think of myself from uh five years ago Oh, now I can actually see the shape of my head. Whereas before it was like maybe part of my face, but it's like my, my, my figure is, is taking more shape when I can look back and be like, okay, I'm still a work in progress, but God's masterpiece is still in development. But our society, it's like 3d printing, like put the thing in there, push start and then mm. come back later and it'll be done for you. You know, it's like, nah, it doesn't happen like that. Cause even the, if you think of it too, like the chisel, it's like, and you're that masterpiece that stuff isn't fun, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's going to hurt me. Mm-hmm. Not pain-wise, but think of it. It's like you're taking stuff off. It's not just like you're separated from the process, right? You're in the middle of it. And then just, I love that analogy. Sorry, yeah. just because it kind of blew my mind what you said. <laughs> the 3D printer is just this cheap plastic. Yeah, yeah. So it's instant. Yeah. Fast. Is it durable? Is it? I mean, it could be durable, but I mean, it's just plastic versus David. Well, it's not if you put granite. a match and light, <laughs> light it. It's not well, durable. Know, well, you know what I mean. That's what I mean. In just some, compare it, the yeah, sculptures. No, in some ways, it's durable. So in some ways, it looks like, oh, yeah, that's, it's, it's equivalent to a masterpiece, but yeah. it has its weaknesses and deficiencies because it's yeah the, the way it's done. Yeah. What was the quote about David and the... Uh, in the in the rock or the stone, it's always that it was yeah. in there the whole time that uh, he had to find it to bring it out. Yeah, that's probably the most artist quote I've ever heard in my life. 
But I, I think the thing about masterpiece too, as you're talking is like, well, who or what is your master? Mm. Because that's what you're going to be a mm. piece of. Right. Ooh. And so if it's like, you're going in just in the lens of like, Trish is, Trish is writing I'm that sorry. down now too. I'm, She's like, I got to write that one down. I'll replay it later. It's okay. okay. Go okay. ahead. She no, just had the mind blown uh, emoji. She did. No, she seen her face. She was like, Ooh, put him on mute. You interrupted Brett. No, it's good like that. Well, I was, flow. I was no. just thinking as you were saying, Trish, as you were giving an example of yourself, it's like, the reason why I think sometimes it's hard to see ourselves in that light is because we associate ourselves with mm. the negative, with the blocks that we are, we're trying to get rid of. And so it's like, I'm not a masterpiece because I am not a finished product, mm -hmm. which I, I totally understand. But the way that God wants us to view ourselves is like, well, God is our master. That's who we're trying to be an example of. And so if we're, if we just continue to grow and be a piece of that, mm -hmm then the chiseling, the, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily make it easier, but I think like same as you, there's been a lot that I've had to work through just to like, almost like find myself in my identity and who God has made me to be. Mm. And that's been, you know, a, a long journey and a continued journey, but kind of like when your allegiance is to certain things, certain pieces of yourself you're going to, you're going to find or get stuck on. But when you're able to align yourself with God, then it's kind of like this mm. idea of being a masterpiece is you're just a piece of your master. And so mm. I feel like, you know, we all are pieces of it and together we collectively, you know, are, are a resemblance of the church and his body, but each of us too, you know, have the spirit in us and, and our reflection and are supposed to be a reflection of who God is to other people. Yeah, dude, that's good. See, you guys didn't see it either because when when bro was talking about Holy Spirit, there was just this room was filled <laughs> with hearts. <laughs> I didn't do any hand motions either <laughs> on the audio recording. Yeah, they were just they appeared. <laughs> no, but it's I I love that you said that you're just a piece of the master. So you're a, a piece of whatever whoever is your master or whatever is your mm -hmm. master. Um, but when you were describing it too, it, it reminded me of a word that Damon said earlier is uh, uniqueness. And that's actually one of the values of our church. And, you know, when you tie it in with, with um, in the rest of verse 10, it's you are a masterpiece created in Christ Jesus to do good works. And that's, that's kind of, I thought of that when you were talking about how we, we all complement each other and we, we mm. form the fullness. And so, yeah, we're all unique, but we're not meant to be unique and separate. We're meant to be unique and together because that's how we we complement um, each other. And and I love how our church values that and like wants to point that out, not to be like, oh, you're different. It's like you're different, and that's what we need. And so we want you to to be who you are. Oh, I can. I loved. What, okay, I love the whole sermon, but. When he, Pastor O said, you, oh, you have to watch it, Brett. Okay. He was like, oh, this resonated so much in me. He was like talking to an art, the art person oh, that yeah. works there. The, I don't know what they're the called. Cur curator, I think. Or? The art person. So um, he was talking to her and he said he can see in her eyes that, oh, man, this guy is weird. And I was like... <laughs> That happens to me so often. <laughs> I'm so weird. And I think I just need to own it because that's who God made me to be. And if I'm just going to be that weirdo in Christ, then 
that's just what needs to be done sometimes. And I was like, let that weird flag fly. <laughs> and I was like, yes, Pastor. <laughs> so when I see those dead eyes looking at me like, oh my gosh. That's, this- that's the second most artistic <laughs> quote I've ever heard. Let that weird flag fly. <laughs> hey, I'm in that boat with you too, Trish. I'm weird too, so. <laughs> I don't know. When he said that, I, w- I just, it was nice to hear because... Sometimes you're just like, I'm so weird or you feel alone in it. And I was like, yes, Pastor <laughs> Yes, we could be in this weirdo boat together. And it just made me feel so comfortable. I was like, oh my gosh. And so we had a little powwow after. I think it was like Belinda and Sue. And we were like, oh my gosh, we're all weird. Yes, we're weirdos. <laughs> so anyways, now I just made myself look weird. Now I'm going to sit here. Put me on mute, Damon, please. <laughs> mute me. <laughs> um, I had a thought and then Trish <laughs> threw me off. Okay, so anyway, uh, with, with the weird thing, um, I think that's a picture of what the world is trying to do, right? So the, the world is trying to make certain things normal so that cer- certain mm-hmm. people feel weird or different, right? And so people don't want to feel different. But I think kind of alluding back to what Kyle was talking about in terms of uniqueness. But if everybody is different, then is anybody actually weird? Mm. Right? So there only people are only weird if there is a kind of a norm or a standard and then certain people don't fit that. But if everybody is different, then nobody's really weird, right? Like everybody's different. Everybody's unique. And so I think that's part of the picture that God is really calling us to is to recognize the uniqueness in each person. And then if everybody's different and unique, then there's nobody that's really weird. It's just everybody is different. But the world is trying to fit everybody into these groups or boxes or all these different categories. And then that creates people that are outside of those categories, which makes them different or weird. You know who also seems weird, though? Superheroes. (laughs) (laughs) So there you go, Trish. People may see you as weird, but... You might be a superhero. So. I'm glad you noticed my cape <laughs> that I wore today. She had the goggles on earlier, but she took them off. <laughs> she didn't want to freak you out. I'm sorry. I had to do that. All right, Trish, um, which superhero would you be? Oh, no. I'm not one of those people. I don't really even know superheroes. But I, and I think even just the you you chose the word weird, right? No, weird, past, Pastor Odin. Or, or he did. Yeah, but just, but you, you repeated that. Identifying. I mean, <laughs> you identify with weird. Don't, don't put that on me, Kyle. You go talk really, to Pastor Odin. Yeah, but weird has a very negative thing to it, right? Versus different. I mean, like when you say it that way, it's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, we're all weird, but really we're all different. It's like, okay, I agree with that. But it's, yeah, it's the labeling. It's the try to put different categories I, I thought it was interesting. We had a um, a church meeting over the weekend, and we it was on uniqueness, and we went over the um, uh, is it redemptive gifts, motivational gifts, motivational, and <clears throat> it's kind of like your spiritual personality, and it's like teacher, prophet, mercy, giver, exhorter, giver, servant. servant, and a missing one, administrator, administrator, teacher, or, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or did I say did I say prophet? Oh yeah, perceiver and prophet. Um, but it, I thought it was cool. Uh, Henry was was reminding us that even if you have like say Brett, you, you and I both have teacher. That's our number one motivational uh, gift. But if your second one is giver and mine is administrator, 
our teacher things are going to come out different. Mm. And if you're kind of third and just for all your different things, it's every person is very unique. And I, I could have the, Trish, you and I could have the top three the same, but it's still going to look different because of just life experiences and also the way other things are and, and still our other personality traits are, you know, all those things are going to shape. So I thought it was really cool that even in, in having like seven categories and you think, oh, I'm going to find somebody that's really similar to me. Yeah, you are, but you're still going to have differences and you're still going to have the way it comes out is still going to be different. And that's what's so cool that that brings the fullness to the body of Christ. So everybody's weird. <laughs> that should be the title of the show. Everybody's weird. <laughs> I think we might actually have to put that. Everybody's <laughs> But I think, you know, kind of one of the things that we've been talking about the past few episodes is just having a perspective shift, right? And so I think even on the topic of weird, because it comes with such a negative connotation, maybe for us, it's changing it. I mean, if you think about, um, you know, Portland, they have that saying, right? Keep Portland weird, mm -hmm. right? So for them, that's mm -hmm. actually a, a good thing, mm -hmm. right? So I think for us, maybe that's something to think about too, is just, do we need to have a perspective shift on even what that word means? I mean, I bet they thought Jesus was weird. Oh my gosh. Right? Cause John we the Baptist? Weird. Yo, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, weird, crazy. Yeah. I mean, you can use all kinds of different Cause, cause adjectives. What it really is, is like the reason I feel like most of the time somebody would deem someone or something as weird is because they're a little bit uncomfortable with it. Mm -hmm. So it's not necessarily that you're weird because you're bad. It's just that person doesn't know how to reconcile certain things or it makes them feel uncomfortable. So they're going to point to the thing that's making them feel that way and call that thing weird, mm -hmm. right? Like certain foods, we would say, oh, that's weird if you eat that. But then in other cultures, it's like a delicacy. So then it's like, is it just because for the people that eat certain things, I wouldn't eat that. So I'm going to deem that as weird. And so whoever's calling you weird, Trish, they're weird. So... <laughs> Yeah. Wh whatever there it is. Go. Yeah. We, we. Well, no one has yet to say it to my face. I don't know. Just, I don't know why I'm just, just with, saying. Just with their eyes? Is that what you're saying? With, with my, their eyes, I could see them like, I'm losing them. Oh, man, I went too far. But I, And I, I do want to highlight, too, just because God made us all unique and different doesn't mean that our own baggage in a in a negative way sin past stuff that that doesn't influence how things come out and it's weird and it's not like oh yeah but you could do that better like i also brought some of that those looks on because mm. i gotta grow in this area or mm. i gotta do this better and it's like so not saying that you just oh living out of your being a masterpiece and you get a free ride to do whatever you want there's still like you need self-awareness you need to be like oh yeah i'm not good in that i i need to I need to say that in a better way. It doesn't mean it's not true, but I got to like, you know, because I, <laughs> I've been on the other side of that where I can be like, um, yeah, that's, that's just the truth. That's <laughs> like, yeah, but you, you could do it a lot better. <laughs> Speaking of that, I met with John Hino earlier for catalyst stories and I started, I'm starting to catch myself because the way I phrase things so I'm, maybe I am like I starting it. to grow up because <laughs> I catch myself before I actually say the words, not every time, but my story was literally my relationship with Jesus and the Holy Spirit is pretty, I mean, he, they speak the way I speak. So literally <laughs> the Holy Spirit is a nag. 
And so I was looking at John and I was about to tell him that because, oh my gosh, they, it just nags and nags and nags until you do it. And then I was like, no disrespect. This is just the way we talk to each other. But the Holy Spirit is a nag. But I need like, because people that maybe don't talk like me or we just have different personalities, like that could come off. Like I could only imagine like his eyes or like if I just straight up said yeah the Holy Spirit's a nag but I just need people to know like this is not in disrespect but this is the way you know <laughs> I talk I like how you're plugging your episode of Catalyst Stories that's <laughs> yeah. coming out soon oh you oh you caught that I'm just kidding <laughs> no I mean some some people have like a, a humorous relationship with God and people yeah. get offended by that yeah like oh like I can't mm-hmm. you know so it's because like, it's personality it wise totally. and he can only relate to me like how is how am I gonna feel so connected with him yeah it's he made me he knows what personality we need we need to have together Jesus Jesus in my homeboy so <laughs> <laughs> sorry that's a really old phrase but yeah all right so as we're going to start wrapping up this episode. One of the things that uh, Pastor O said that I thought was kind of cool that we could kind of close off this this section and this uh, episode with is he said, don't don't try to be the best, but be the only you. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I, I think that kind of connects to what we were talking about a little bit earlier, how the world is really trying to categorize us and group us and then make us in competition in that within that group. Right. I got to be the best accountant. I got to be the fastest runner. I got to be the and and so we're always focused on trying to be the best in within this group but really god just wants us to be the only you the only me right and and i thought that was really a cool uh way for him to illustrate that picture of what uniqueness and what being a masterpiece is really about it's not just trying to be the best within a certain category but it's really just being the best you that you can be Amen. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I thought you were just going to say amen and pass it to me, too. I'm like, well, I, 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 <laughs> when I heard that, it initially made me think, too, of when we did, like, Strength Finders. Mm-hmm. And it was like, what are your top strengths? And focus on that. And don't worry about, you know, kind of being well-rounded or the best in everything mm-hmm. and how... I have to admit that was hard for me to accept Mm -hmm. because being the best, not that I uh, necessarily feel like I have to be the best in every arena that I'm in, but it's like just this expectation level of myself. And so Mm -hmm. when he first said that, I was like, you know, this idea of like, just be the only you, Mm -hmm. but if the only you is like, trying to be the best at at what you're <laughs> but I was like ah oh, that's too much so that's why I, that's why I kind of pause but <laughs> but I get I get being the best you because there is only you it's not necessarily the best in all these other places where you might find your identity but being the best that God has created and called you to be yeah I mean that that one could go a lot of different directions um I think one thing that popped in my head was just as a parent trying to get my kids just to do their best. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm not, I'm not so worried about your ranking or like you said, sports, if it's this or that, just, just, you know, inside, like, did you do your best? Did you put in effort? Did you take shortcuts if you did? And 
you know, like there's ways that you could, doesn't mean you have to put in above and beyond, like stay up all night type of thing. But Mm. it's like, did you put in what you were, what was required of you? And if you did, then that's okay. And if you, even if you didn't, it's okay. But then what, what types, what types of things do you need to work on? Is it motivation? Is it discipline? Is it whatever? Cause those are just areas that are probably going to be there in the future that if you don't address them, then it's just going to be, you know, weak spots. So, but it's, it's hard cause there's, I, I'm, I'm a competitive, I'm a recovering competitive person. I'll say that <laughs> <laughs> I grew up being super competitive with games and not wanting to lose and always, and it's, it's Trish hard can't I, relate to that. You know, she, <laughs> she doesn't really want to be on the podium this year. <laughs> I'm not, oh, you guys, that's messed up. I know, Damon keeps that bringing that up. A, uh, yes, that, that's his you. thing. It's not me. It's Don't his. look at me, you guys. That's him. He's in a Damon, mute meter. <laughs> I am not. That's just for fun. No, but I mean, the, she's our only, she's, a, she's been our only guest this year so far. So, you know, she's already in the lead. But it, it but it's, it's a uh, competitiveness isn't a bad thing, but it's, it can be right. And it, it anything taken too far or, or even like you were like strength finders there's weaknesses like it doesn't mean you can have glaring weaknesses and just say well that's too bad it's not my strength it's like well there's a certain level of you have to just own some of those and do something on them like <laughs> get them up to a, a certain level um yeah it's it it's a it's a it's like a it's a journey right mm-hmm. it's a lifelong journey Hey man, you had all this time to listen to all of ours. Now you have to wrap it up in like. <laughs> okay. Um, so in in homage to Pastor Robert, there are two kinds of people in the world. <laughs> ones that have been on the podcast and ones that have not. So we're always looking for more guests. Trish was the first for this year. So we're looking for more to give like her some. That. That's good. To give her some competition for the the podium for this year. Otherwise, she's going to reclaim her top spot, which we don't mind, but she's competitive and wants to, to keep it. So if you don't, if you want to try to claim that spot on the podium, you can be one of the people on this side. You better watch out. Next time she's on, she's going to bring like uh, things to throw at you <laughs> while you're recording. I guess for that one, we'll have to do video, video yeah. recording, not just audio. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again, Trish. We always You're appreciate welcome. having you on and h- how we can have fun. And it's, it's, you know, a lot of laughs whenever you're on. So we always appreciate having you come on. Wave that weird flag. <laughs> <laughs> she was kind of waving her hand and I thought she was just going to be quiet. It's like, people can't see you, Trish. Oh, I thought she was going to put her hand in a, hearty, <laughs> heart, a heart shape so these like things would start floating around again. <laughs> I'm literally biting my tongue because... I know now we're dragging it out, but I just want to keep talking and I'm trying to let you wrap it up. And I'm just like, go, Damon, because I just want to keep talking. Let's start uh, a new subject. <laughs> All right. Well, part just, two. Part should be two. on next week, I guess. Yeah. We'll just have to bring Trish back on in, in, to uh, before we finish off this series. To so. increase her lead. Right? Yeah. So until next time, may you experience God's heart for you to flourish in every season. <laughs> <laughs>